A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Skipper gets it away, fittingly hits the winning runs. What a performance by Team India. Down and out after Adelaide. On the rise now, here after Melbourne. The series is squared at one apiece. Bring on the third test, wherever that may be. We have a series on our hands after India completed a comprehensive eight-wicket win to level the Vodafone Test Series at one all with two matches to play. Gutsy knocks by Cameron Green, Pat Cummins and Mitch Stark held India at bay during the first session, but the tourists eventually captured the four wickets they needed to set up a target of just 70 runs. Oh, gets him! Ashwin! And Josh Hazelwood will not believe that leave. Australia, all out, 200. Nobody was counting their chickens early, particularly when Cummins and Stark struck with a new ball. But debutant Shubma Gill and skipper Ajinka Rahane guided India to victory, with Rahane winning the Johnny Muller medal as the player of the match. We spoke to former Australia captain Ricky Ponting after play to get his thoughts on the second test and what's to come. Uh, Ricky Ponting, Australia go down but not without some fight today. 70 was never going to be enough. Uh, thoughts on today's play? Oh, look, they, they, they gave it a, their best crack, I guess. I think, you know, I think Cameron Green's really the only shining light out of today's play for the Australians, although you know, Cummins and Stark look good with the, the new ball again. But um, yeah, Green was looked look really good. His defence looks good. Uh, I think once he gets a bit more confidence, we'll start to see some of those shots he's got come out as well. But no, there's not, not many positives to take out of not only today's play, but this whole week for Australia. They've been you know, ultra disappointing. And uh, on the back of what was a, a pretty exciting week for them in Adelaide, I think this will pull them back to, to earth pretty quickly. One of the positives was Cameron Green. What did you like about him in that second innings? I liked his temperament. Um, that was a difficult time to bat. You know, late last night was, a, was all about surviving and survival mode, and I thought his defence stood up really well. Um, I liked how he accesses the ball down the ground. I liked the fact that he, he drives the ball nice and straight down the ground. Um, so there, I mean, and he's... Yeah, the defensive side of his game for mine looked probably better than any of the other Australians, to be fair. I mean, he's, he's got a nice forward defence, um, which doesn't sound like much, but when you're facing good, high-quality, fast bowling and test match cricket, it's pretty essential that you have that. And uh, he, he showed that he knew where the in, Indians were going to target him. They are going to target his front pad. We saw in the first innings he got at LBW, but I thought he played really well in the second innings and hit the middle of the bat on a regular basis. So some really good signs for Australia. So what are some of the things that Australia needs to work on heading into that third test? Or batting. Um, partnerships, you know, I spoke to JL lunchtime day one. Um, it's all about partnerships and they, they haven't had any partnerships through the first couple of games, really. I mean, it's, it's uh, you know, they, the cracks are probably painted over, if you like, from Adelaide. I mean, they, they only made 190 odd down there in the first innings. They've 191 there, 195 and 200 years. So that's not batting in Test Match Cricket. And the worry I've got is how long it takes them to get those runs. That's my issue. I mean, they've scored it, you know, two and a half runs and over 
um, in Adelaide and here. And they did against India in the last series out here, which is also uh, another losing series. So I think that's got to show some more intent. Um, they can't be scared about getting out. They've got to go out and bat and score runs. And they've got to get them quicker than two and a half runs and over. Because what we've seen from Adelaide to here, if they're trying to apply themselves and bat long periods of time, they haven't been good enough to do that. So, you know, if you're batting for a long time and getting out, you're not scoring many runs and you're getting bowled out cheaply and that's what's happened to them. So uh, I think they need to have a good look at the way that they're playing, have a look at their personnel. Obviously got to wait, wait on Warner and Pekovsky and these guys and see where they're at. But um, there will, I'm sure there'll be some changes, but I think they might play in a different way as well in the next test. Before we get on the, the changes, just on the intent, is it India's bowling that's not letting them score so quickly? Uh, look, yes, probably it is. Yep, but you know, I, I think I could count on one hand in two test matches how many pull shots have been played. Um, how many drives down the ground have you seen? Um, and and it, you can't tell me that there haven't been short balls bowled and there haven't been full balls bowled. There have been enough. Um, we saw today, yeah. and I know it's when you're chasing a, a small total that it's easy to go out and play your shots, but Shubman Gill and Ajinkya Rahane played more pull shots today than I've, and played good pull shots than I've seen Australia play in the last two test matches. And for Indian batsmen to do that against our attack here in Australia and us not to be able to do that against theirs, I think it's a bit of a cop-out to say that the bowling's too good. Um, there's been good bowlers in the history of the game for 200 years, um, but teams have still been able to score at better than two and a half runs and over. One of those players who likes to get on the front foot and attack is David Warner, and we've got Will Pukowski waiting in the wings as well. Moses Enriquez is in the squad. Ricky, what kind of changes do you think Australia will look to make to try and get that batting clicking? Look, I think it's pretty obvious if if uh, if sorry if Warner's fit, then Burns just goes out. Um, I'm sure there'll be some talk. Um, about does Wade stay at the top or do we bring in another opener if it's Pukowski or Harris? And do you go with two settled openers and then slot Wade back down in the middle and maybe something like Travis Head misses out then? There are so many different scenarios depending on, on fitness of those players. So it's sort of hard for me to say what's going to happen because I don't, I don't know who's available. But you know, I think the questions will be, will be right now will be Burns and I'm sure there'll be a few questions as, as there have been. I've been hearing them today about, about Travis Head's spot in the team as well. Um, Look, I, I would hope that they'd probably stick with, um, with Head. I don't think they'd want to be making too many changes in the middle of a series. But, um, yeah, the selectors, I think, and we said this before the first game, they've probably got more questions to answer um, now than they have in a, a long, long time. So they've got a lot of talking, a lot of thinking to do over the next few days. And I know this series might be one all, but when you break it down, India would have won more sessions over the first two tests. So this result is probably not that too surprising for some. Yeah, it was going to be. Well, it, I think the results surprising and how well, how easily they've won. It's not they haven't won. They've won by eight wickets and in four and a bit days. That's the thing. It's not mm. like it's been a, you know, last session day five win where the, everyone's you know scrapped and clawed to the to the to the end. They've just completely dominated Australia in this game. Um, and as you say, if you look back to Adelaide, they they were you know, they probably dominated most of that game as well. I think we all turned up day three in Adelaide thinking, oh, India will bat here and get 250 runs and then they'll be 300 in front and it's going to be hard work for the Aussies. But yeah. they had an hour or two hours play where everything turned around pretty quickly. So um, full credit to India, the way that they picked the pieces up and put everything back together without Coley being there and um, Australia now have to do exactly the same thing. Well, how does Australia pick themselves up? Can they do anything in the next seven days, ten days until the next test? Once again, injury reliant. If Warner's not fit, then... You know, it's got, I think it's going to be hard. They need that, they need that class back in there. They need, they need Warner back in. They need Smith to score runs. They need you know Labuschagne to find the form of, of last year as well. He's you know not looked to be in as good a touch as he was last summer. And those three players are just so vitally important to this Australian batting lineup. It's as simple as that. You know, it, take those three guys out. We saw you know the, the last tour out here with Smith and Warner 
not being there, how frail Australia looked then. Um, you know, right now, Smith basically hasn't been there, Warner hasn't been there, and Marnus has had a, a, you know, made some, a couple of 40s, but it had all sorts of luck and not been able to capitalise. So it, it just goes to show how important they are, simple as that. Yeah. What about India? They're going to have some selection issues of their own because uh, Umesh Yadav's gone off with a calf injury. Rohit Sharma's now available. Can you see India making any changes? Well, the, the, that's an interesting question there because if the Test match stays here in Melbourne, I'm not sure Rohit Sharma will be available. He's, he's in quarantine in Sydney right yeah. now. Um, so he mightn't be available to travel from Sydney to here to play in the next test. So that's an interesting thing for, for India to, to think about as well. They'll, they've got to look at Agarwal at the top. He's looked all at sea. They've got KL Rahul sitting there in the wings, who is a, a very, very good, classy player that, and has opened in test match cricket before. I don't think they go back to Prithvi Shaw after one test match and what he showed in Adelaide. But yeah, they've got you know maybe one batting slot to think about. And um, yeah, with Yadav going down, they're going to have to call on another one of their young fast bowlers, whether it's Saini or Nataranjan. So um, some concern there for them, but not as much concern for them as the Aussies. Talking about the third test, as we record this, we don't know where the venue is going to be. Which venue do you think Australia would prefer, going up to the SCG or staying in Melbourne? Um, India would prefer to stay here, I'm sure. Um, India have won eight test matches in Australia, I think, and they've won four of them here at the MCG. Um, And... Knowing the Indian psyche, they are quite a superstitious bunch as well. So having just played as well as they have this week here, they want to stay here. I don't think it would really bother the Australians too much, to be honest. Um, you know, it might even suit them more to stay here now that they know how this wicket plays and is going to play. You think if it's at the MCG, it would be very, a very similar wicket to the one that we've just played on um, because I think that was a very good test pitch. So, yeah, look, I, I, I don't know, but... Um, as you, say, as you said, we'll wait and see the next couple of hours and see where we're going. Yeah, it's one all now, Ricky. Um, this would have to be one of the most exciting Test match series we've had in Australia for a while. Can you think back to a, a series which uh, has so much intrigue going into the last couple of games? Well, I'd look at some of the st- actually some of the stats of the Test series Australia have won in the last six or seven years. A lot of them have been you know three nil, four nil, two nil. They haven't lost too many games. So um, no, this one's obviously uh, evenly poised right now and. You know, my prediction at the start of the series was that Australia will win 2-1 and I expected them to win um, in Adelaide and Brisbane. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But they, they've got a lot of work to do. It's going to be a good, a good test of character, I think, for all of these boys. Whoever they pick in the next 11, it's going to be a great test of character for all of them. All right, Ricky, we'll chat to you from somewhere. Yeah, thanks, mate. That's it for Ricky's recap today. We will be back next week to preview the third Vodafone test. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the Unplayable podcast so you don't miss a thing this summer. And for all your live scores, breaking news and video highlights, head to cricket.com.au and the C8 Live app.